Hey, Cast Chasers. It's Valentine's Day week, and you know what that means, not knowing what to get your loved one. So in this episode, the guys and I wanted to share some of our favorite whiskey cocktail recipes with you, so that way you can listen in to how easy they are to make, how much fun they are to do together, and hopefully add that as something special for your Valentine's Day celebration. So pour a dram and settle in. This is the Cast Chasers Podcast. So, doing a little bit of a change up in this episode, we had a great three-part series about wood, barrels, the art of cooperage. Mm-hmm. We had Shug McMurray join us, which was fantastic. The next few episodes, a little bit of a pivot, right? We had Live at the State Theater, second year in a row, second Burn Supper Weekend Festival, very safely put on in COVID, uh, but still a lot of fun, lots of interaction. For this episode, as part of a little breakaway from the series something else special to throw out your guys way uh this is valentine's week what i know i uh, need to make a reservation <laughs> good luck what's Did you do valentine's it week um well once upon a time hallmark wanted to make more money so there it is there it is <laughs> hard facts <laughs> but yeah i think you know the original idea about pivoting on this episode we got a lot of whiskey drinkers out there that maybe you're the only person in a relationship, person in a group of friends that really enjoys whiskey, bourbon, scotch. And maybe you're kind of, you know, scratching your noggin, not sure what to do this week. So uh, we had the idea of talking through how to share the whiskey enjoying experience with your loved ones, maybe by doing it through a cocktail. Maybe I love it. Mixing it up a bit. Could we... Could we go around and maybe talk a little bit about our first cocktail that got us in love with? Because it kind of starts with a cocktail, right? Is, I are, think. are we uh, talking about our first whiskey cocktail specifically? I, well, yeah, Bobby, I need you to be more specific with your question. So because we're a whiskey group, maybe we start with our first whiskey cocktail. Maybe we can kind of so teeter smart. around that. Yeah. But um, let's chit chat about our first mixed drink because that's probably what got us baptized into the world of whiskey. <laughs> mm. Baptized mm. in all the alcohol. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aaron? Bobby? Bobby? <laughs> Katie? Say Bobby again. Jared? <laughs> Martha? Why don't you kick it off since you had the great idea? That's a good question um, that I asked myself. I, you know, so I feel kind of like I'm going to let everybody down with my first cocktail, but really I fell in love with Jack and Cokes. And let me just say, I'm not a Jack Daniels fan. but we I know. But I like Jack and Cokes, and I like... Coca-Cola or a sugary drink. I like a sweet cocktail, believe it or not. Coke or Pepsi? Does it make a difference? It does. Pepsi kind of throws it off. Coke is the way to go. I can't drink any. I've had it with Pepsi. I've had people say, I've asked for a Jack and Coke or a whiskey and Coke or a rum and Coke, and they've said, is Pepsi fine? And I'm like, yeah, is me not eating here fine? (laughs) And then I walk, no, I'm not that aggressive. Um, So really, Jack and Coke, I guess, was my first mixed drink and that kind of evolved and i still like mixed like but now i'll do like a smoky coke which we can get in later smoky cokey yeah we, yeah. we definitely got to talk about that later oh my after gosh, we talk about so all good. our other stuff absolutely so i think my first traditional mixed drink whiskey focused mixed drink was probably an old-fashioned and the first time i had one it was terrible 
I went to a bar with this old um, Tennessee dude. I was working with this company, and we went out, and he would drink whiskey straight. And I was drinking whiskey at the time and everything. And I said, and, you know, what do you drink? He's like, I drink, you know, Johnny, or I'm, it was a Maker's Mark on the mm. rocks. And I thought, I'd have a Maker's Mark on the rocks. And he's like, you know, I really like a good old-fashioned. You ever had one? And I'm like, no, not really. So he had the bartender make one, and it was terrible. And I never went back. Right. Ruined it. Never. Ruined. I was like, I don't know what happened here, but somebody threw a ton of sugar into a bunch of whiskey mm-hmm. with water and that was it. But then later on, I had another one. I t- decided to take another the swing and it kind of became my favorite mixed drink. And that kind of elevated whiskey a little bit okay. for me as more of an ingredient versus, you know, just just a glass of something. So I, I, I so, you, so you had a Jack and Coke to Jack get your and feet Coke, wet. Right. And then you grew up. And uh, <laughs> okay, okay. I mean, there's grown men that are drinking Jack and Cokes. I don't know that Bobby ever grew up. Let's be real for a yeah, second here. I'm an adult. I don't act like one. That's my. <laughs> I don't pretend to be something I'm not. Just genetically, I'm an adult. Know thyself. Biologically. <laughs> what about you, Aaron? So my first whis- whis- whiskey cocktail. My first whiskey cocktail. Um. It was, pr- it was probably... A- no, no. I remember what it was. It was a what mint was, julep. What was her name? Oh, okay. <laughs> no, it was a... Mis- <laughs> Mrs. Julep. Um, no, it was a mint julep. I did not love it. I Can I ask you a question? I don't want to interrupt. What were the 50s like? You don't care. What was 1955? <laughs> a mint julep? Back in <laughs> what you- my day. How- After the races. How was the derby? <laughs> <laughs> First of all, it's pronounced Darby. Yeah. Um, secondly, so no, it, we... Some friends of ours, we were we were having like a cookout, and um, they said, "Hey, let's do a mint julep." Didn't like it, like just flat out didn't like it. Still don't really like it. Occasionally, I'll have one that I'm like, "Yeah, it's okay." Question about your friend group that came out very harsh. Um, what was it like? An, a garden party? Like, was there a theme to justify the mint julep? It was theater people. Oh, Dig, okay. there it is. There, there it is. is. Dig, <laughs> it, dig into your first mint julep. I'm curious. Like, what is, what is, is this a bar where you ordered a drink no, that they don't no. make? No, no, no. <laughs> like, you're like, I want a mint julep. And they're like, I can make, uh, I can make rum and Cokes. I'll just do that with mint. <laughs> it, it was at a wedding. I asked for a mint julep. They gave okay. me a rum and Coke. It was fantastic. No. So no, it was, it was actual friends and, made with fresh ingredients, fresh mint, this whole thing, no mixers or whatever. And it just wasn't my thing. I was like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, years after that, I started on, you know, like straight whiskeys, bourbon, scotch, that sort of thing. And I really enjoyed that. But my first foray into whiskey cocktails, what I didn't love it, but it was a mint julep. And I have many whiskey cocktails now that I really like. Do you remember your first regular cocktail? Like sans whiskey. I don't remember what it was. I remember when it was. It was on my 21st birthday. And I like just because you get a drink and I was uh, like a uh, Malibu Bay Breeze. I had no idea. <laughs> I was going to say Sea Breeze. That's right. It, 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 the word breeze was uh, definitely my whatever My first it was. cocktail. Cause, so I was military. I was stationed in Hawaii. Thank you for your service. You're welcome. Thank me for my service. My first cocktail came out in a pineapple. And I thought, if this is what alcohol is, I hope I'm someone in. caught that in a photo. <laughs> no Did one. you say I'm in? <laughs> I'm if in. This is what it is. I'm, I'm in. in. So wait a second, because I watched my uncles crack Kerr's light their whole life. You know what I mean? At a barbecue, upset. My first real not on a bridge, mm-hmm. not high school party drink comes in a pineapple, and I thought, man, I'm a grown up now. This is why they're I all made it, guys. <laughs> I made it. I did it. I'm going to start a podcast. Did it have about an umbrella? This. It had it all, man. It was like a it was a jamboree <laughs> of 
have flavors and umbrellas, <laughs> twisty and, straw. That's right. It's really strong. You know, all the accoutrement that you would rain uh, slicker, yeah. anything to keep out. Aesthetically, it was better than it tasted because it tasted like pineapple juice. So my first cocktail is the setting of it was about 180 degrees off of what you just said because <laughs> it was in this tiny bar uh, on the eastern shore of Maryland, mostly wood, a lot of wood paneling, lots of open pool table areas and uh it was a whiskey sour it's on the oh. menu tonight yeah i yeah. make a pretty meat with egg or without egg uh given the wood panel they went pretty low-key with yeah. their whiskey sour yeah for those listening traditionally i think whiskey sour is with egg white which people freak out about right right you know until until you just try it i feel like having egg white in a cocktail it's one of those things where if you don't know what's in there and then you drink it and you're like what's this delicious mystery ingredient what's it's the salmonella <laughs> yeah that's called the yeah. hospital. <laughs> what you're tasting is hospital. But right. I think the alcohol kills most of what you're going to get into it. You know. I, well, don't give any spoilers just yet because right, I think right, I right, think right. we got to. Let's we, walk down it. One of us might be dead. You don't want to. So interesting fact about cocktails in general, where they kind of come from. Because back in the day, you know, when they were drinking spirits or whatever, mm-hmm. it was beer or a liqueur they made. Cocktails really came into their height. I mean. I'm sure the Aztecs, well, they were. They were making, like, you know, Aztec chocolate with booze in it, I'm sure. Right. But modern cocktails. Svetka with it. Right. Is there Splenda in this? Um, (laughs) Is this Pinnacle? What is this? You're Aztec. Drink it. Um, But modern cocktails came from the 20s, and it became from, like, a poverty kind of thing. because Really? Well, booze was hard to get, first off. So it was a... Again, we go back to the world of whiskey about it all starts from, you know, you didn't have choices. You just had to make Mm -hmm. something and age it in something, whatever you had around. So cocktails were one of those things where booze was kind of minimal, but all the ingredients were plentiful. So if I'm making an old fashioned, for example, I have a little bit of booze. I got all kinds of water. I got all kinds of sugar. I got all kinds of other, you know, ingredients. Mm -hmm. So cocktails really become popular. Plus, if somebody at the beginning think, you know, when cops kick in the door, they're looking for a beer in your hand or a bottle of whiskey. You're if like, they see you holding this fancy glass, I never have thing, something in there. It has an umbrella. How could it possibly be alcohol? <laughs> Excuse me. I'm drinking out of a pineapple. Why would there be the cops are like, there's no booze here. All they're drinking is glass covered full of uh, full of pineapple juice. Can we talk for a minute how we all sort of slide into like this weird 20s? <laughs> it's 1920s. Like, 1920s thing. It's but that's like where it's not like that. It's, 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 I love it, but it, it's fantastic. I've listened to a couple of our episodes and all three of us at some point (laughs) slip into this like 20s gangster flapper situation. Maybe we were doing a podcast in the 20s about whiskey and that was our former life. That's what it was. Like a radio show. That's right. I gotta say. Talking to somebody's can. (laughs) Too many ways to You know what I mean. Too many ways to You know what I mean. (laughs) Talking to my can. Happy Valentine's Day, you lovers. Mm, That's right. mm. Um, No, the the thing that I think is pretty cool about whiskey cocktails in general, right, it's... When you think about whiskey and normally the stuff that we're tasting or talking about on the show, it's just, it speaks for its own. It's like a standalone thing, right? But when you actually take a whiskey cocktail, I think there's an expectation that that just punches through the flavor in a way that, you know, it's hard to mask something as strong as whiskey. But the stuff that we're tasting tonight... um, you don't like well, can we, I, they're not hard recipes they're they're just easy to blend and I, they just are delicious i think you have two parts to that puzzle a if you're drinking if you're a whiskey person and your significant other or a friend or whatever isn't a cocktail is a good way to get them involved or get them invested in it you know making it really subtle but then there's the other end of the coin other side of the coin rather where 
the good whiskey becomes a good ingredient. So mm-hmm. if I'm out and I'm making a great dish, you know, I want the best ingredients. I'm looking for fresh parsley or whatever it may be. You can take good whiskey and treat it like a good ingredient and it will heighten that mixed drink. So people freak out when you put ice cubes or something in a whiskey, but sometimes mixing a good whiskey with a good cocktail or whatever, you're using it as an ingredient. Like a like Gordon right. Ramsay, you know, he's going to use top shelf stuff. Right. Not that you're Gordon Ramsay. Calm down. I cook like him. I don't. Yeah. Just with the mind. accent. <laughs> and the anger behind it when it doesn't go right. Yeah. Kate, Katie has the anger without the cooking. It's She's very abusive. All anger. I think too, to kind of, round off the valentine's thing because everybody's out there you know celebrating it aaron has no one but everyone else is <laughs> we're here for you, whiskey buddy. pairs well with fruit chocolate yeah you know so it's very another versatile reason, right so mm-hmm. cocktails just kind of make sense around this time if you're going to spend your money on a pointless holiday why not do it with booze amen 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 i like that support a distillery not hallmark hallmark's had enough <laughs> they're never going to be a sponsor no so Probably what's a lawsuit coming our way <laughs> So first one, Aaron. Where can they today. go for lawsuits? Podcast at castchasers.com. <laughs> Just send everything there. I don't think anybody's actually monitoring that email address right now, but we'll find out. Yeah, that's where well, I want you to send them. That's definitely getting edited. Definitely, definitely send them there. <laughs> Just send everything to podcast at castchasers.com. Anything about the podcast <laughs> or whiskey or us, whatever. So we're starting off tonight with a classic. We alluded to it kind of earlier in the in the intro we had. We're going with the good old fashioned. I feel. I feel like people have probably just heard these like ice cubes clinking I know. around. It's in beautiful. The, in the We've thing. added that in. We, the, well, let's just get just one 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 thing of the ice cubes. We actually went out online, bought that audio clip. You it know, was expensive. Right. Like we, we blew paid the budget like, for the right. year. It was a hundred and four dollar <laughs> audio clip. And people were like, "Why don't you just put ice in a glass?" And we're like, "No." No, not for our listeners. No, no, no. Right, we're buying Spare only no expense, only the best for you guys. Top notch audio. You're welcome. I think so. She's talking about obviously old fashions. Probably one of the most. It's funny, ubiquitous. You, well, you call it old fashioned, but they're probably one of the most classic whiskey mixed drinks. Yeah. out there. I mean, you're seeing them more and more lately. I guess back in the day, granddad drank them more than anyone else. It's, but. it's funny. I do feel like it's an initiation cocktail because the first time I had an old fashioned, it was out on a work trip. Um, we had finished up a day full of meetings. And it was one of those things where you go out to have dinner with the clients and the partners and then, you know, stick around for a few drinks, get to know each other. So it's easier to do business. So it's the four of us hanging around having cocktails at this beautiful plush bar, um, like rich leather seats, uh, little fireplaces in the background it looked kind of like a real life version of uh the set from the live at the state theater episode we just did minus the bearskin rug for those of you that are listening just now make sure you listen to that episode because we named the bear anyway finally um, right but but it was definitely kind of a again like an initiation drink like oh we're just gonna have a round of old fashions hey you've had one you haven't like eh, just give it a try and the thing i enjoyed about it was that one was made very well, which I think is important because I've had some old fashions that do get a little bit too sugary mm-hmm. versus that balance between the whiskey and, and you know, the right type of cherry that you have and like the little bit of singe on the orange peel. Um, but no, it's just, it's an easy going drink. It's a nice starter for whiskey cocktails, I think. And it's like good for any occasion, it's, any weather. It's kind of basic and not in a bad way. It's very simple. I'm, I hate admitting this because I hate 
God, I hate admitting this. I'm so excited to hear what comes next. But Aaron makes my favorite old fashioned. And I've been to like, I hate giving him any accolade. If you don't know this, if you're listening just for the first time, Aaron and I, we can't even record in the same studio. We're actually in different positions. We hate each other with everything in our souls. And um, I hope he dies. Um, Anyway, so. But no, he makes my, I love him to death. What am I kidding? We're actually playing footsies right now under the <laughs> studio table. I'm uncomfortable, but I'm on the other side of the table, which is good. You stare <laughs> into that man's eyes. No, he makes probably my favorite old fashioned and I've had them different ways from them. They're, they're very, they're, it's a simple drink, but there's, there's little twist, almost, yeah. you know, literal twist that you can add. So he'll, you know, take a lighter to the orange peel or, you know, mm-hmm. that little spritz of orange from the peel, twist it and then rub it on the rim of the glass. So you can take an old-fashioned from nothing basic, right? Mm-hmm. And I'll let Aaron kind of walk through what he does to something that I've had him like smoked with some kind of crazy right. hose. chocolate yeah. biscotti, you know old-fashioned. What I mean? Exactly. Yeah. So they're yeah. Go on, Aaron. I want to hear how you do it. Well, so I mean, it it's really basic. It's one thing I like about the old-fashioned is just how I feel like it. Like you were saying, the whiskey becomes an ingredient. It features the whiskey. If you make your old-fashioned the same way every time and you just change the whiskey, I think it actually enhances that whiskey. Nine times out of ten, I make it out of a rye. We make it a lot at home, um, so I try to use a less expensive rye. Personally, I'm usually using Redemption um, Redemption rye, 25 35 bucks, depending on where you are. Um, so all it is, it's, it's bourbon or rye. I prefer rye. Simple syrup. Um, and Angostura bitters and an orange peel is all you need for it to be an old fashioned. Sometimes you can put a cherry in it. I put a cherry in it in the ones that we're having tonight. Um, you can make it right in the glass or you can stir it. Sugar too. Yeah. Well, that's the simple syrup. So no, I'm saying some people use like a cube of sugar. Right. Versus I've never actually had it with a cube of sugar. So with a cube of sugar, it's a little bit different. Um, it's, some people say if you use simple syrup, you know, you're bastardizing the whole thing. Obviously, I'm not a believer in that. Um, I do enjoy it with a cube of brown sugar, mm. to be honest. It's got that little bit of molasses in Ooh, it. You I know, like it just that. Gives, yeah. a, gives it a little bit of richness. Some people like that little bit of grittiness into it, um, but I, I don't have time for that. I don't have so, time to do the muddling and all that. You can. You absolutely what can. Is a, some purists. What is a traditional old-fashioned Tra- look like? Traditional old-fashioned, you'd probably you'd put depending a sugar cube or two in the glass shake your bitters on it usually three to five dashes depending on whatever you want to do um muddle that together so you muddle the sugar cube with your bitters and then from there you add in your whiskey sometimes you stir that up a little bit i like to stir just that up a little bit because it sort of gets rid of some of that grittiness um, and then you put in your ice. You never want to put the ice in before you put in your whiskey. So you put the you put the whiskey in, then you stir it up in the ice, and then you can either, if you're making it in the glass, that's it. You know, you just stir it up in the ice. Maybe you add another ice cube or two. If you're pour, or you can pour it over a big ice cube, ice sphere, whatever. Um, but at its heart, you're exactly right. It's sugar, bitters, whiskey, and orange peel. And or cherry, if and you want it. And then you can elevate that with exactly. like chocolate bitters. Or, exactly. I mean, like you said, you know, a, 
freaking pineapple wedge or something. You can get crazy burnt. <laughs> a pineapple old fashioned. You know what I mean? Right. This and, is the pineapple and, episode. And tonight, Bobby was like, hey, use those chocolate bitters. And I got super offended. He was like, hey, just I use the chocolate Just use the chocolate, chocolate. bitters. You know, and I was like, no, no, I'm going to use the regular bitters. But I did half and half. It turned out pretty good. I've, so. heard, I've heard of um, bars and restaurants that will have like a separate old fashioned menu unto themselves. So you have like your regular wine list, your beer list, your cocktail list. And then there's an old fashioned list where you get all those variations. I love that idea so much because again, like classic drink, easy to kind of take in different directions, kind of tweak to your own preferences, play around with it a little bit. So that way it never gets old. So it's a good staple. How pretentious is a drink, by the way, that it's called the old fashioned? Just just for a second. Like it it came around in in, uh, early 1800s. So let's say it's 18 whatever when it comes out. Are they just saying, hey, make me a fashioned <laughs> Sorry, make make me, yes, <laughs> you know, make, make me a current fashion. Make me a current fashion. Make me <laughs> make me a right now. Make me one of those contemporaries. <laughs> Maybe that's how it started. Make me that right now. What do you want? I don't know. Put some stuff in it right uh, you, now. You got some sugar cubes. You got some bitters. Yeah, this is all new to us. The <laughs> next right. day, the make next me day. the old version of what we just did that's because right. we keep changing. That's right. it. Yesterday. seventy years later. That little, that thing you made back in '74. There's the '20s voice again. We I don't do know where it, it comes lot. from. That's yeah. old radio. Old radio. That's old fashioned. That that's what it is. Old fashioned Adorable. radio. Second to, I think, in my opinion, the old fashioned. My, I don't know if you're a big fan, Aaron, and I think Katie, you like it. This the whiskey sour. Yeah. So going back in time, my first, I used to have amaretto sours back in the day. Yes, that's how I, I really, got hooked too. Actually. When I was uppity, you know what I mean? I mean, they're so good. Though. I just drank it with the pinky out. There was no Who more uppityness to that. Did you <laughs> say when you were upper, uppity? When you order an amaretto sour, people appreciate you. No, but Do my they? first whiskey sour was at some, you know, hole in the wall bar. They threw some sour mix in there, yep. some whiskey, and slid you the glass. It wasn't until recently I had a traditional 1920s vintage i guess whiskey sour with the egg white mm-hmm. the egg white changes every it makes it kind of creamy right. is it a froth that's really cool it balances that right. out in a couple a really of bitters cool i yeah. the one that i tried the first cocktail that i ever had because a whiskey sour was my first cocktail probably explains a lot um it it was one of those hole in the wall establishments like what you were just saying and i remember the first one was a good change because the options were you know like Jack and Coke, whiskey sour, or pitchers full of whatever beer. So I wanted to mix it up, and I went with the whiskey sour. The first one was great just because it was something a little bit different. The next one tasted like Kool-Aid. If you took a packet of Kool-Aid and then added a couple of drops of water to it, it was just way, the sour was just, and I think it's it was missing that traditional element you were just talking about. Well, if you get yeah. them too tart, they're yeah. kind of in the cheeks, and and using and to be honest with you using the wrong using the wrong whiskey could probably backtrack a little bit to the to the old fashioned i think traditionally rye wrong no for a whiskey sour no for an old fashioned old fashioned is traditionally rye rye a little whiskey spice sour, yeah whiskey yeah. sour is traditionally bourbon bourbon I think. so you have the right whiskey to pour into it i've never had one i've never had a whiskey sour with a rye I've, old fashioned rye mm. is my favorite i've had it with both bourbon and but whiskey sours need a bourbon. They just need that kind of sweetness to add yeah. to it. Well, yeah, and that's because you've got the lemon in there. It's so tart. You need something to kind of tone it down, make it a little sweeter. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So the, the the point, I think, the point, what's that? 
I was giving a thumbs up to your wife for placing that on the table so nicely. We have, so you're probably asking yourself how we're going through drinks so fast. And my beautiful wife, Dana, is in the background just making cocktails. So as we get sloshier through this conversation. Anyway, we don't have whiskey sours in front of us. We had them before. I think, again, speaking to quick drinks, it's a simple drink. Mm-hmm. It's, it's lemon juice. It's bourbon. It's egg white. And it's a little simple syrup. Now, I, and that's it. I'd like to spin off of that, though. We're, these two, we're saying, are simple drinks, but they they take a minute to make them. You, know? like they, you do like, have to have the right tools. You've got to have the right tools. You've got, you have to be methodical. After you make a whole bunch of them, it sort of becomes second nature. There's videos. We're not going to... I mean, we, we, we're briefly going over the recipes, but Google these things. There's yeah. YouTube videos out the wazoo on how to make one. I'm telling you, it's worth your time to just... And then once you figure it out, I mean, how fast can you make an old-fashioned? Minute. Yeah, same with a whiskey sour. Minute, a little okay. less. The first, the first time you do it, it's like a 10-minute process, though. Because like you want to get it right. Ordeal. Yeah. yeah. Aaron, do you find yourself... When you're making an old-fashioned, since that's kind of like your signature drink at home, do you find yourself doing an extra bit of pizzazz or like a, an extra finish to it just to make it your own? So any cocktail I make you know, old fashioned or not or whatever, any cocktail I make, I just, I keep, I just sort of keep going. I, I'll start with like a recipe that I find online. And then from there I'll go into, okay. Um, almost like, so I've, I've alluded to this before. My wife and I play this game over dinner. What does this need? What is this missing? What else can we add to this? Um, so what we'll do is we will, We'll do that sort of thing. And I do the same thing with cocktails. So with a cocktail, old-fashioned specifically, I started with uh, what was a cheap bourbon at the time, which was Buffalo Trace. I started with a cheap bourbon, and I just added a little more bitters, a little less bitters, a little more orange, whatever the Mm -hmm. the case may be, to tweak it to the point where I knew what Christina liked best and I knew what I liked best. And then from there... I found out, okay, she likes a little less bitters than I do. I like a little more sugar than she does. I prefer it without a cherry. She prefers it with a cherry. So it's all from there. Just find yourself something online, whatever. Maybe I'll post like my recipe for Ooh, a, for I like a this. I'll post my recipe like on the cast for an old fashioned website. on the Cast Chasers website or the Facebook group. Definitely on the Facebook group, maybe on the website. And we need to get a picture of you in an apron, just like like stock photo of you just like making the that's drink right, looking all right. fancy Absolutely. all official so I'll start I'll start there start there whether it's my recipe whether it's somebody else's recipe start there and then go okay well this is this is a little too sweet okay you need a little less simple syrup or a little less sugar and then just and maybe you want it to more exactly a little yeah. more a little less whatever and make it your own so fun fact apparently um, in order to make a recipe your own in the culinary world you only have to change I think it's 20% of the ingredients, which for most recipes means two ingredients. So if Aaron's old fashioned has only two steps or two ingredients out of whack, uh, you get to claim that brother. Can I say this though? So it's Valentine's day. I'm putting myself in the position. You're a whiskey drinker. Your your significant other isn't. You're making them a mixed drink. Use 
quality ingredients. Yeah. Because if you're trying to win them over, you know, don't use your, you know, your well whiskey. Although some well whiskeys make well, a good old fashioned. Save that I'll, for the the following year's Valentine's. Right. When you don't, <laughs> you don't know if it's we, going we've well. We've already got it. And you got know, it locked I'll down. I'll go a step further. If you, if you know your, your loved one, your significant other, they're like, oh, that, you know, that's too, you know, that's too much ethanol. That's too hot, whatever. Know that person. Don't, don't necessarily use a barrel proof. You know, don't necessarily if because I I, prof, I often really enjoy an old fashioned made mm-hmm. with a barrel proof whiskey, but by the same token, don't necessarily use that with someone who isn't really into whiskey already. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you you don't have to prove anything to that person, I guess. You know, and that's, but use something that's low something ABV, whatever. But use something. Use the good. right cherries. Right. Don't use the yes. red. You know, maraschino like cherries. Luxor, I think it is. Oh, Luxor's or uh, Luxardo. Luxardo. The brand we use is the Bada Bing. That's our brand. You I mean, use the Bada Bing. I use, I think, Tipsy Cherries. The darker cherries. cherries, yeah. Tipsy mm-hmm. Cherries is what I use, which are in a some sort of whiskey. Use anyway. good sugar. Use, you know, good bitters. You know, really put the effort. If you're trying to win them over, on because I'm assuming you're out at a restaurant or you're at home making them a, di- a, a meal because COVID, so you're, you're, yeah. your right. Valentine's may be at home. You're making them a drink. And they're saying, just grab me a, a beer from the fridge or whatever, or a glass of wine. You're going to say no. Can, mm-hmm. can we all agree, just don't use mixers? Don't pour no, mixer stay away from mixers. Don't pour your Do it mixer yourself. and then your alcohol. If you're making a whiskey sour, don't buy sour Absolutely. mix. Buy lemons. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Buy lemons, buy egg, buy the think, good bourbon. I think make a show of it, too. Like, you don't have to be a master bartender, like, flipping glasses and bottles and catching them with your teeth or whatever. I think part of the fun, especially for thinking creatively about how to spend the holiday, especially during a pandemic, it's the stuff that you can do at home that you can replicate later. So if you want to have a little fun, add a little flair to like showing how you actually go about making it, that's that's an experience in itself. Appropriate to the conversation you just had. I want to break the fourth wall for a minute. (laughs) So here we are in the studio and for whoever's worked in a studio or has an idea, you know, mics are very sensitive, right? Sure. It's a lot of background noise. You got to be careful. We have two amazing folks right now. Um, we have Jared and Dana in the studio, and they're making drinks for us as we talk through them. And watching them try to be so... I'm just seeing hands come up around the bottom. Like, they're on the floor, and I'm seeing hands come up to the table and grab glasses. It's almost... It's like watching assassins kill... Like, ninjas. Right. And the best Assassin thing, bartenders. So, the best thing about this whole thing is we've been trying to mime to them this entire time. No, we'll pause. And, and we'll, like, no, we'll take... We'll no. pause and we'll take a break so Committed that we can... Committed to the podcast. So if you've ever can, seen you know, somebody... Like make these, because it's going to be noisy, but it's If like, you've ever seen somebody put a piece of ice in a glass and not make a... Try to not make a sound. That's love. It's genius love. That's right. That's so right. So bravo to bravo. our background, our, our background <laughs> cocktail makers for keeping us moving out here. Oh my They're the real heroes. So anyway, I just wanted to share that. It kind of made sense you to your whole yeah, absolutely. To put on a show like you, you, you guys think you're going to see a show um, of your your significant other making a cocktail. This is that you, you. This is beautiful. No, there's no amount of money that I wouldn't pay to see what's happening here, and I'm getting it for free. So yeah, yeah. There's your date night. I love it. Oh, and there's the that's the breaking of the ice, folks, it's in the a background. Very aggressive breaking of the ice. So I think what they're making for us, if I'm not wrong are Moscow Mules, Kentucky, or Kentucky mules. mules, which is a play off the Moscow Mule. Right. And yeah. the whole reason, so this this one is my cocktail that I wanted to do today. And the whole reason I wanted to do it is because I 
hate it when you go to a place and you see list of cocktails again and you see like a couple of ingredients it's kind of like ordering sushi like you see a couple of ingredients that strike your fancy you're interested and then you hit that one non-starter and for me it's vodka like Mm. i i can't do it and stop me if i'm wrong yeah is vodka not just something to make things that are not alcoholic alcoholic? I think it is. Really, what's its purpose? Uh, it's it's that. And then if you're Russian, it is... They believe. A coming of age experience, it I is. think. Quick side note. I um, One of my friends back in college was... His parents were from Russia, but they were like ambassadors in Thailand. So he grew up between Thailand and Russia. And long story short, this kid was brilliant hilarious and would do this thing called russian shots which is basically taking a red solo cup and filling up you know like a quarter of it with vodka and then that's yeah so maybe that's why i don't like vodka anymore i don't know but um there are vodka purists out there i mean there's probably a vodka podcast i'm sure but i bet where that flavor is where flavor not flavor the purity of the of the of the of the vodka is what they're looking for Mm -hmm. i like I appreciate like the artisanship, the, the craftsmanship of making a vodka that that is, well, that is that sippable and that is that refined. But for me, I think it's just when I'm eating something, when I'm drinking something, I want to taste what's in it. It's right. not just like, Again, what can I add in it to make it alcohol? Make it an ingredient. Right. So yeah. in front of us in traditional copper cups. Yeah. So copper does a great job of holding coldness you know keeping the coldness in there i I think is the kind of the point the inside of my cups are lined in um regular metal but um but the outsides are copper and this is like they're over there look i'm telling you Mm -hmm. they're over there mashing mint leaves i mean it sounds like we have a sweatshop behind us (laughs) we do thanks guys so this is we are using we're here voluntarily what whiskey are we using this is the woodford woodford Reserve. reserve brilliant you know this is their straight is this their straight bourbon yeah. yeah, I think so. Yep. Straight bourbon. Beautiful bourbon. Um, so we've moved from the whiskey sour. I'm sorry, the old fashioned and the whiskey. The old fashioned was redemption. We used redemption rye. Mm-hmm. The whiskey sours, we actually used old, old tub, which mm. is a cheap, inexpensive whiskey. I don't think it's a terrible whiskey. It didn't look cheap. The cocktail looked beautiful. But the old tub is cheap, but it's a pretty decent cheap I bourbon as far as bourbons go i think i think it's good i think it's solid i have nothing it, wrong with it, it gets it's polarizing right. a lot of people really love it a lot of people hate it but i enjoy it's it. cheap it's cheap it's easy to get but it's delicious in my opinion it's good on its own i like it in a cocktail mm-hmm. that's what we made the whiskey sours with use what you want and for the woodford reserve or for the um moss or the i'm sorry the kentucky, kentucky mules Mule. we're using woodford which is a brilliant bourbon the great the ingredient cool thing about kentucky mules so First off, again, I like them because it's a step away from vodka and the the Moscow Mule, right? I I love all the other ingredients. You got the ginger beer, you have mint, you've got a little bit of a lime juice in there, but it's with a good bourbon to kind of bring that out versus a vodka. The thing that's cool about Kentucky Mules when you are going through your bourbon selection, depending on the bourbon you pick, kind of like what you were saying earlier, Bobby, if you pick something that's a, a bourbon with a spicier finish, then that kind of enhances the the rougher side of the ginger beer, which mm. which is cool if that's what your palate wants. Makes it pop, yeah. Exactly. If you go with something a little bit sweeter, then it really pulls out the lime juice and the mint. So you could get a very different drink depending on what that whiskey you choose is. You actually just highlighted something for me. I am not the biggest fan of these. They're not my favorite drink. 
because of ginger beer. I'm not a real fan. I was a little worried about it actually because I don't like the ginger bite. This is kind of rounded. It's a little nicer. And it's a, as a bourbon I haven't used before in it. So the mint's a little stronger, which I like. The lemon juice is really pronounced. And lime juice. The lime juice, I mean, excuse me. But I think that the ginger's not as bitey, mm-hmm. which I like, well, actually. I, I see that with uh, when you make a Kentucky mule versus a Moscow mule, too. Because a Moscow mule, you're using vodka, you know? And it's very, kind of tastes like nothing. I feel like the bourbon takes a lot of that edge off around some of your edges. Creamy, and what, yeah, yeah. molasses, nice, vanilla. Yeah, 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 I think it does a lot to tone down mm-hmm. sort of your your ginger beer, your lime juice. And it just makes it nice. I... I, I like uh, a Moscow mule, I like it okay. Kentucky mule, home run every time. Compliment this team, by the way, for the listeners out there. We're on drink three, which in real time is drink seven because of all the takes <laughs> no. and everything, right? There are um, rehearsals, and cocktail I, rehearsals. And I watched the amazing Jared and Dana make our drinks, and they did not hold back. So we're, we're in for a treat. Yeah. This it, one's so pretty, too. It's I mean, gorgeous. just presentation wise, you Can have Can we get like, a picture of this? Post on the page, anyone? Somebody get a picture of that glass. You'll have to join Cast Chasers to see the picture. Yeah. If you want to go back in time. Teaser. Teaser. But it's just, it's this it's really, beautiful it's refreshing. copper color on the outside, right? And then especially when you look at the, like the sprite of the mint leaf in there, because I don't even think these are muddled. I mean, you, you don't have to go to any crazy extent to add right. to your Kentucky mule. And it's just a great combination. Mint loves bourbon this is not obviously the julep but it's another play on mint right and yes. mint and bourbon just dance so well together mm-hmm. they and really really work uh, most of the recipes you see don't have mint in them i am not an enormous fan of mint we talked about the mint julep before mm-hmm. i wasn't impressed this is one of very few times that i've had mint in a drink that i'm like yeah that's mm-hmm. it and again it, that, that's the bourbon that, that's everything playing a part i, I like it i also like the fact that I feel like out of the three cocktails that we've talked about today, the old fashioned, we've had our whiskey sours, we've had the Kentucky mule. This one's super easy, like stupid easy to put together. That's one thing I'll (laughs) say. I mean, this is, I mean, if, if you're using the mint, you're muddling that a little bit Mm -hmm. and then everything else you basically pour in, you give it a quick stir and boom. So this is a really easy one to do. As Bobby pointed out earlier, not everyone's a fan of ginger beer, but even Bobby, who's not a fan of ginger beer, you, you found this refreshing, right? I don't mind this one. I think it, it's clean. It's a summer drink. It's fresh. Mm-hmm. The ginger beer's got a weird bite to it that I'm not a huge fan of, but it's not bad in this one. I wanted to say, because I'm looking at our glasses or our cups or whatever you call these, again, they're copper, I have fancy cups. Presentation is everything. Absolutely. Yeah. And in my opinion, one of the most sexy bourbon whiskey or whiskey drinks there is the Manhattan. Super simple. You need a few ingredients. In my opinion, you, you need vermouth and sweet and dry. I would get both. Super cheap. Most of the time, a Manhattan's going to call for just the sweet vermouth, but I like to throw in a dry vermouth. Well, that's why I specifically maybe said. Maybe half and half, yeah. That's in, so what's in a Manhattan? Beautiful tension. Manhattan, three ingredients, really. I mean, it's vermouth, bitters, and whiskey. That's it. Simple. And bourbon, mm-hmm. usually, or bourbon or rye. You serve it in a stem, typically mm-hmm. a stemmed glass. If you look up Manhattan glasses, they're cheap and easy to find. A coupe glass, something like that. Some people do it in a martini glass. I would just, a martini glass works. They just look attractive and they taste really good and they're very simple to make. Question 
When you guys are having a cocktail, whiskey cocktail or otherwise, do you find that you hold yourself differently depending on the glass? Can I tell you the most bizarre cocktail experience I've ever had? I'd love to hear it. So my wife and I were in a small town in PA. I can't remember the name of the town. So we were in this small little town, really cool town in uh, PA, and we were hanging out. Was it Burden Hand? It was something Burden. <laughs> Your wife is mouthing New, New Hope. Hope. New Hope. <laughs> So we're in this bar, and I order, I think I order an old-fashioned, actually. So I get an old-fashioned, and Dana orders her drink, and it's a basil something, something, something. Can't remember. Dana's comes out in a bathtub. What? In a bathtub. She's going to correct me on some of the verbiage. It was a 1920s-esque speakeasy. You guys weren't, didn't like time travel. No, we did. Okay. Dana found a a switch. So anyway, this. So there was a flux capacitor involved is what you're saying. This drink, this drink comes out in a bathtub. Yeah, sure. With mint leaves in it. I don't like a little mini bathtub. Like like a little, you can just soak in it and soak up the mint. Or not mint, not mint, basil. Basil leaves in it. Basil. And all kinds of other little floaty devices in this thing. Lavender bath bomb. So she has this bathtub, this little miniature bathtub, and the guy that serves it, serves it in such a non, like, obvious. Like, yeah, it's a bathtub. So <laughs> I'm watching her hold this awkward device. How big was it? It was probably like a small bread pan. Big I have eno- the visual. <laughs> big enough to be awkward. You know what I mean? Like Beauty and the Beast where they just sip from the bowl because they can't figure it out of the room. Almost like, or like one of those uh, small like hospital, like the dentist takes your tooth out and throws you, like that side. She, so she's drinking. She's, she's like, do I straw? There's no straw. There's no place. She's like, where do I? And she's trying to sip this thing like she's drinking out of a shoe. And I'm watching. I have my drink, normal. And I'm sitting there like in a dress nice. We're on a date. And I'm thinking, I'm having a lovely evening. You look like a moron <laughs> drinking out of a <laughs> drinking out of a bathtub. Probably my strangest experience with my. She's shaking her head the whole time in the background. But but was it a good cocktail? Was Tubbo, it good? Tubbo cocktail. It, it was? was okay. So it wasn't New Hope. It wasn't PA. It was DC. In a tub. <laughs> We were on a double date, so let's get updated on what there, happened. There are zero true facts. <laughs> was it in a bathtub? It wasn't a bathtub. It wasn't all a bathtub. Right. That's was, all that matters. This for the was story. like the movie version of the actual sh- story. It was basil and lavender. I knew there was lavender involved. Yeah, yeah. So, I have has anyone else ever been served alcohol I've, in a strange device? I did. I okay. So this was an old fashioned that I had out in. I think it was in San Diego. I want to say. And it was one of these really posh hotels, hotel bars. So, so anyway, I order this old-fashioned, and it comes out. You have just a regular old-fashioned glass, like nothing too special about that. The drink's in there. But over top of it is, it's like this glass case over top of the actual drink. So there's like a universe of smoke living outside of that in that glass. I've seen a smoke drink. It was so awesome because then when you pull off the top of it to actually get to the drink, then some of it just settles in the old-fashioned glass itself. So then you get to drink it and feel like a dragon. So It, it so, sounds convincing. So uh, cocktails in a weird container. I have two that I want to bring up. 
One is one that I had on my own. I'll keep it brief because it was not a whiskey drink. It was actually a rum drink. It was at Walt Disney World. Uh, it was called called the Nautilus because I am a huge fan Ooh. of the Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea movie. But the other one served in a weird container is one that Dana got about a year ago, and it was an old fashioned served in a Glencairn. And, and my favorite thing about everything we've talked about tonight is the experience of making the cocktail, right? Like That's the fun. It's it's so much fun. You don't have to go out and spend a lot of money. You don't have to go and get, you know, crazy presents or whatever. And this isn't just topical Valentine's week. It's just in general. And just there are, the experience is what makes it. There are many people I know that actually got into whiskey and became like a really heavy duty whiskey enthusiast mm-hmm. from starting with cocktails. If you're out there and you love whiskey, you want your loved ones to love whiskey, make them a cocktail. If they don't like that, make Show another them cocktail. You care. Or you're the guy that's like, or girl that's like, hey, I wanted you to try something I'm in love with. This is a cast strength bourbon or, you know what I mean? 120 proof. You know, you can't do that. No, you gotta don't do e- it. Just you got to ease it. them in. Cocktails are a good way to do it. Plus, they're nice. Or with a meal, yeah. great Valentine's gift. Birthday, Valentine's, summertime drink. I mean... Sometimes Fancy Thursday, you know, whatever. Monday morning. <laughs> well, that'll do it for us, guys. That was a blast. I think that we should make this a tradition. So until then, Slanja. Improv. We are doing the outro now. Mm. Sorry, I was thinking. <laughs> it's a good start. Um, all right. All right. So in this episode, we covered... Old Fashions, classic, lovely, delicious drink. We covered our whiskey sours. If you want to get a little bit fancier, throw in an egg white, do something a little elevated. We talked about Kentucky Mules, a nice break from the Moscow Mule for those of us who want something of substance to our drink, not just vodka. And we finished with the classiest of Manhattan. So between those four whiskey cocktails, you guys have yourselves an excellent variety of options for your Valentine's Day. And just remember, regardless of how you guys spend it, regardless of the whiskey cocktail you want to try, all of the fun is in how you make it and how the presentation goes. So have some fun, enjoy it, mix it up a little bit, put it at your own speed, and it's guaranteed to be a good time. And just remember, until the next time you guys join us, it's not about finding the perfect dram, it's all in the chase. <laughs>